Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Gather in the weird, weird woods. At the end of the dark path, past some trees that look like they have arms and they're like scratching in the oh, wind. You know, scary. Oh, scary. scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm, we walked out. Yes. Terrified. Yes, we're all scared. I know yeah. we seem cool, but we're scared. Freaked Even out. as witches, we still get scared. I'm freaking out, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I live in a candy house. I'm scared <laughs> of there all the time. I'm hiding anyway. behind two gumdrops. Go on. Yes. Candy is scary if you live in it, because it's tempting. I'm constantly tempted. I would just eat my own home. See? And then your property value falls. <laughs> yeah. It's like I always say. House. Uh, candy can be deadly if you eat it, but a kiss can be deadlier if you mean it. Oh, oh you're such a romantic. I love it. Oh, anyway, we could kiss and tell all night. <laughs> but back to the weird witch's brew. As we gather around our cauldron and pull up our very delicately crisped French fries. Oh, delicious. We begin. Oh, delicious. This was going so well up until... What? Delicious. Yes. It's, it's not a French fry. It's a wine. I would You're eat my wine. wine. This, I would eat my this wine. This is a French fry. Yes, it's very tempting. And that's, that's why I have a little bit of garlic aioli. <laughs> At the tip <laughs> of my Pete, wand. Goody Pete, you eat your wand anyway. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come exactly. On, if I live in a candy little. house, of course I'm going to have a French fry wand. <laughs> what, what do you think? Come dip on. It in, uh, dip it in your milkshake sink. Exactly. I have bad food habits. Most of my yes. spells are like caloric. <laughs> yes. This is the entire podcast right now, right? Just talking like this. It's slowly it. taking over. <laughs> nah, just kidding. This is actually Chili Podcast with Sabrina. We're going to be talking about Chapter 32, The Imp of the Perverse. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And Pete loves this episode. I think no. we should get that right out of the way up front. Uh, actually, I do want to mention, not to call you out, but... Uh, you texted in the middle of the episode, Pete, and said, I have to step away. I don't know if I can watch the rest of this, right? Well, what I said was Justin wanted to watch, and uh, I was taking a break because I had to walk away. It's, it was pretty intense. It's kind of uh, oh, okay. It's an intense episode. It's triggering overall, though, like you said, it's very powerful and nice and, and lands nicely, mm-hmm. but it's rough. It's, it's rough to watch some of that stuff, especially... Harvey manhandling Roz. I did not like that at all. Mm-hmm. It made my skin crawl. I didn't want to watch it. There's a lot of tough stuff in this app. I mainly got bummed because, as you guys know, I'm a huge fascist. To see the fascist <laughs> dictatorship <laughs> topple over was a real bummer for me. Oh, Very man. quickly. I know you wanted to really Just, stick around. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't <laughs> open with that. 
Yeah. But you lost uh, with, you l- with emperors and fascist dictators, really, the fashion choices are all very similar. Strong yeah. uniforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, lot of black. A lot of, usually a lot of black. Very lot of sleek, though. Very sleek. Yeah, I want to I see a fascist that really has some flair. Mm-hmm. More a, a headpiece. Uh, you should watch Star Trek Discovery, then. <laughs> the Terran universe, lots of gold. Yeah, very yeah. fascist. They are very fashionable. Anyway, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Give you a quick recap. So Eldritch terrors have been attacking Greendale. Sometimes they're concepts, sometimes they're men. Who knows? Could be really anything. Uh, but they're here to destroy the world uh, one by one. And only Sabrina and her friends stand in the way. Uh, now, they're dealing with some stuff of their own at the same time as these Eldritch terrors are attacking uh, Sabrina has been kind of balancing, is, should she be single? Should she be dating and putting herself out there? Uh, Harvey, her old boyfriend, is with Roz. Harvey uh, does not know this until the beginning of this episode, but turns out Roz, his girlfriend, is another witch, yeah. uh, which he finds out pretty quickly, and it causes a friction in the relationship, mainly because his family used to be witch hunters, and but his first girlfriend really revealed she was a witch, and that was a big problem, so stuff yes. going on. Fun moment in the hallway, though, where Harvey was just like, man, what's with me and witches, right? Yeah, he yeah. has a type. <laughs> it's like I also Pete, think how you Kinkle. keep dating total trash people. Yeah, what, Pete. What's that? <laughs> nope. Pete's very distracted because he has a food order coming, and he's going to have to bolt in <laughs> a second. So we could say hungry, hungry Pete over it. here. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I love your girlfriend. She's great, Pete. I think Wait, witches just are just say something about my girlfriend. <laughs> yes, and you'll have to listen to this podcast uh, again fuck, if you really want to hear don't it. Make but don't joke. let her listen. <laughs> don't torture me like that. I think Kinkle's the ultimate witch bait. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, very good. Uh, so, yeah, he's dating Roz. Roz is a witch. She's part of the new Weird Sisters along with Prudence and uh, Mambo Marie. The, the are, Sentinels. Yes, the Sentinels. Sentinels. They're trying to monitor the universe to figure out uh, what is coming in terms of the Eldritch Terrors. Um, meanwhile, over on the other side of the relationship thing is Nick Scratch, who, who seems to have something going on for Sabrina Spellman at this point. Um, we find out a lot more about that by the end of this episode. Yeah, we do. Oh, the bad boy alert shattered, which I have a Serious. bad boy alert. I have a bad boy alert on top of my TV. And uh-huh. it often goes off, like, sort of lightly. But mm-hmm. today, boom, exploding glass every which way. Oh, my God. You got to clean that up. Yes. 100%. Or, or I could be a bad boy and just leave it messy and step on it like Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Oh, man. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, like I always say to my kids. Yes. Uh other characters you probably need to know about. Uh, so Prudence has it out for Father Blackwood. He is actually literally her father, uh, and she hates him. She not uh, stood back, stopped herself from killing him last season, and that led to some big problems for everybody. Ambrose sort of was like, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Ambrose, who's Sabrina's cousin, uh, he's been tracking the Eldritch Terrors. Uh, there's also Agatha, who's one of the original Weird Sisters who went nuts and so far has been palling around with Father Blackwood and also Miss Wardwell, who is the teacher at Skull, who is different from Lilith, who lives in hell. You don't really need to know too much about the hell side of things because it doesn't show up this episode. Uh, also, there's uh, Theo, 
who is a friend of Sabrina's. Uh, Theo is dating Robin, who is a hobgoblin. He's very fast. Uh, mm. And what else? Uh, Father Blackwood is not working with the Eldritch Terrors, but trying to convince the Eldritch Terrors to destroy the world. He loves yeah. them. He's been studying them uh, with his children, uh, Pilgrims of the Night Church. Uh, oh, also Aunt Zelda and Aunt Hilda. Those are Sabrina's two ads. Uh, that's... Yes. Pretty Good much point. all you need to know about them. Hilda just got married, Zelda mm-hmm. running the Church of Hecate, and sort yep. of like a little stressed. Uh, yes. Embracing the stressful side of her life. Not happy, I would say. Yes. Now, uh, while Pete is off getting his food at the moment, what is he getting? A McRib, I believe? Yes, Delivered he ordered to him, a McRib like a for delivery. Like some sort of prince of oh, dining. That's good. Let's not overtax our resources of this day and age. Order one McRib to your house. And not to keep talking about this, but do you think he's he's going to eat it? Like, he's not going to let it sit while we record no, this? No, he's not going to have a cold, congealed McRib. He's going to eat a McRib live on our podcast. This is a huge event. It's a huge event. Like, McDonald's is um, sending a lot their biggest reporters out to cover this. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> From the McDonald's Post, the McDonald's Time, uh, the Daily <laughs> McDonald's. Hey, that's where I get all my news is the placemat underneath my food at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't gotten out of that maze. Yeah, it's a hard maze. It's a hard maze. Oh, wow. Cool dude over here. Tony Stark. I know this is an audio podcast, but here's a new thing that I just learned about Pete. He's got those glasses that turn into sunglasses when you go outside. Nothing says old man like transition lenses. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. We're painting quite a picture in this little break in our podcast where Pete is a McRib-eating transition (laughs) lens dude. Amazing. Uh, all right. Well, Pete, as you eat your McRib, oh my God. This please is don't so eat this please on please the mic. Please don't eat McRib what? on our podcast. Okay, fine. In fact, could, would you mind just throwing that away? <laughs> <laughs> just for my own. Man, with those sunglasses on, you really, and, and the microphone in your laugh right now, you look like a boarding shock jock. Wow. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> We're eating the McRib this morning. Yeah. Honk, honk, honk. Welcome to the morning show. Uh, great. Why don't we jump into this episode? Because there is a lot to talk about. Uh, yes. So it starts off with a new twist. Sabrina, who does not have enough jobs or things going on, is going to be uh, running for school president. Uh, yes. Her running mate, uh, she and Roz, are going as co-president. Now, doesn't that seem She's... like too much, though? Like, what are you thinking? Like, that is so random. Uh, no, that's pretty classic, Sabrina. Okay, cool. Like they, Zelda lays into her immediately. Yes, She's practicing she her speech for the entire family and assorted others. Uh, and Zelda lays into her and specifically says, "You do not have time for this. Yeah. There yes. are eldritch terrors coming. You can't run for president." And Sabrina makes, a, I, in my opinion, a very half-hearted uh, or half-thought-out push for mm. why it should be okay for her. Yeah. Um, I feel like she can just make another uh, time-displaced version of herself, or maybe she could, uh, Dave, have a twin, uh, a look-alike pop in there and just uh, run run the school. I mean, how hard is it to run Baxter High? Um, I don't know. I mean, probably a little easier than Riverdale, I'd say. Like, I would not want to be Riverdale High School president. I think either one, yes. you're, it's a bad, bad career move. Yes. Looks great I, on a resume to murder college or wherever you're going. Murder yeah, college. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we'll find out next season on the Riverdale. Uh, so uh, that 
all said, that kind of out of the way, that little setup there. Uh, Roz tells Harvey, we talked about this the last episode, but she's pretty upfront right at the beginning. Good for her. About being a witch. It obviously caused problems, but how do you feel about this decision versus where we left off last episode? I like the way they did it where you we didn't have to agonize over the back and forth. We cut mm-hmm. we start the scene after she's already told him and you get this great line. You told me point blank that you weren't a witch. <laughs> I trusted you. Like that's I feel like Harvey's gonna be asking that question for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's all. no matter yeah. who he dates. Uh, uh, but I did ahead, appreciate please. the fact that uh Roz was like immediate with it, like, okay, this mm-hmm. is a thing. And uh, also, I liked the moment when she was like, do you want me to leave? And he's like, well, I mean, let's not get crazy. Uh, You should stay still, you know. Yeah, he's got to get one last art bone (laughs) in (laughs) so he can draw his pictures of the morning. The Um, art bone, as they say. Yeah, yeah. he uh, sucks out of Roz and puts it all on the paper, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Wow. Do not like your word choices (laughs) currently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I also like the choice that the next day that Harvey is not okay with it. Uh, That actually felt very natural to me, you know, that there was almost this whiplash turn of... He was trying to be very Harvey about it, but thought about it overnight and started to get pissed, and it just kind of came out. That was yes. nice. Well, I agree. I, I, I like how these, you know, Harvey's not perfect, you know, like they kind of paint him mm-hmm. as the good guy or whatever, but he's still human. So, you know, sometimes you have knee jerk reactions to it, things, you know, they, it's, it's big news to find out somebody you're dating is a witch. Yeah. yeah, it's like if my um, if my partner, if my wife came home and was like, I'm actually a McRib, I would be <laughs> you would like, disgusted. You would be like, run for your life, peace about to run in here and try to, yeah, I would hate to do that, you know? It would really, Eat my wife. Yeah, it would hurt your whole family. It's true, but so tasty. Oh. Uh, so then we get a couple of interesting things happen in a row. Uh, first of all, yes. Oh, I was going to say, if you're moving on, the the whole idea that Carl is now running for president against, <laughs> yeah, and he's not even the the lead man on the ticket, the lead person on the ticket. I was like, <laughs> yes, Billy and Carl, Billy and Carl, the man ticket, yeah, <laughs> the, the man brotherhood show. of bros. Uh, but uh, we get the next terror arrives in town, or a kind of arrives in town. Uh, two things happen here. First of all, I wanted to talk about the advanced warning system these witches have, which let them know concurrently to when an eldritch terror is already there. Well, I appreciate their advanced warning system because it seems to be a model planet Earth, and then whatever the problem is appears on top of it as a little doll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, it's easy to read that system. Yeah. I think yes. the problem is this imp thing is standing on Earth. <laughs> well, but it's like an earthquake warning system, which is an 8.9 earthquake is hit, and it's like, hey, by the way, you're in an earthquake right now. Yeah. Yes. Not that helpful. No, though I will say it did get Prudence uh, to the right spot in the right time. Yeah, it did. Um, she just missed it by a real uh, second. Well, I think part of that, too, is that she lets Marino and she lets Rosno, but then she goes off to do it herself. So it's possible they could have done th- something to stop it if she hadn't gone rogue. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this moment because you kind of like, and she's charging and then she jumps. And it seems like that's taking extra time to jump. Like if she just would have ran through him, she could have got there in time and stabbed him before it went into effect. It feels like the jumping really. It's that classic thing in baseball 
if you slide instead of run through the mm-hmm. base, it actually you think it's easier, but it actually takes longer to do that. When I play baseball, I slide around all the bases. I never stop yeah. sliding. I just yeah. oil myself up right at the top of the game. That's not yes. baseball. Fam- that you're, you you're a famously lubricated <laughs> baseball player. <laughs> call me they the call you... Oh, go ahead. You, you no, say no, your no, joke no, first. You <laughs> no, you first, and I have one, too. Uh, I was going to say Baby Lube. What are you going to uh, say? I was going to say uh, Lube Ruth. Oh, Lube Ruth. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Lube Man <laughs> from uh, Watchmen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's not a baseball player, but uh, I appreciate it anyway. Good character. Uh, speaking of good characters, we get famous character actor James Urbaniak shows up here. Uh, oh, Slicky, as, Slicky Henderson. There it is. <laughs> Henderson. Uh, as the trinket salesman, yeah, and this is fun. apropos of absolutely nothing, except it was a very weird night for me. I watched this episode where James Urbaniak shows up, and I was like, oh, it's James Urbaniak. I love that guy. He's really fun at everything. Watch this episode turned over to Dickinson season two, and he is, I believe, in the second episode of Dickinson season two, uh, doing a guest appearance there. So it was two random wow. episodes of TV in a row where I was like, there he is, same mustache and everything. Yeah. Good Just actor doing, gets uh, work, man. Come doing on. Yeoman's work. Yeah. He's good. He's, do- he's doing great. Uh, but yeah, it is fun seeing him as this weird trinket salesman who shows up. Um, what? This is jumping ahead a little bit. Oh, wait. But he has a suitcase full of stuff. One of those things is the Imp of the Perverse. Later on, we find out that he has uh, Kronos's gallstone or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was, like, yeah. or a literal stone that he swallowed. Yes. Um, what's, what's the trinket man's deal? Who is he? What's going on with him? What side is he on? I don't know, but I really I, liked how he did do, like, Trinket Man bits. Like, I love that line where he was like, you know, uh, how much? He was like, well, for you? Like, he, it, it was a fun part that I think that this guy, like, you have a different actor. It's a completely different scene. And that was, it was really magical. I'm really happy with that choice. It was kind of a real cool part of the episode. Yeah, I feel like he's the classic, uh, like, almost music man-y character mm-hmm. who, like, rolls into town, has this stuff, agitates people, and then he's on his way just making that cash. But he has, like, he has very legit objects. It was interesting to me that he seemed neutral. You know, when he comes in, yeah. you expect, okay, here's the next Edric Terror, right. here's the perverse. He's not the perverse. He's bringing the perverse. And then later on, he helps Ambrose. So he's very much this party who's just outside of everything. But the way that James Urbaniak plays him, it feels like he has an agenda, you know, when you're watching yeah. it. So I'm well, curious also, to see how that plays out. If, if I also think the imp probably drew him to Blackwood because Blackwood wanted the imp. Mm. And then Blackwood throws him on the street. So he's pissed. So he waits on the edge of town for someone to show up and get it done. That seems fair. Uh, So as Prudence, uh, uh, sorry, as Prudence uh, tries to kill Father Blackwood, he wishes on the Imp of the Verse that he would not only be emperor, but always have been emperor. Uh, Smart, great wish. Yeah, which is smart. He makes a good wish. And I really like how this plays out, actually, like the way that they execute this, because this... The reason that I like the way that you're giving me a look here, Pete, I am. Uh, which is either you're unsure of what I'm saying or the McRib is not hitting you the right way. No, I'm not that's sure which. Not, don't you dare talk trash about the McRib. Uh, I'm saying that you you say you like I, we, what I happens. Say, I say don't talk McRib about the trash, <laughs> is what I say, because they're sort this, of the synonyms. 
I've we've all seen parallel fascist universe we in have? sci-fi and fantasy and oh, horror okay, and whatever. Sure, okay, sure. Um, yeah, in real life as well. Many, many times. <laughs> okay. yes. We're in it, kind <laughs> of. Uh, but I liked how this was executed. I felt this yeah. was a different twist on a, the fact that, as we find out later on, it's only That's Greendale. He's only done look. it in Greendale. And once you get outside Greendale, it expires. I thought it was a really nice, neat twist on the whole thing that I appreciated. And I also like that we didn't have to ex- over-explain it. Like, they are, they know that we're aware of the trope as uh, mm-hmm. smart TV viewers. So it's just like, see the uniforms they're wearing? You get it. This is a <laughs> fascistic society run by Father Blackwood. Let's move on and start getting to uh, the story and how we're going to get through this. And I, I thought it was great. Um, it was instant. Yeah, isn't there, there's a line uh, later on when, so Roz and Sabrina are the two that remember everything that's going on. And they don't know why. They're in school. They find out Harvey is fascist. They find out that everybody's taken out. And they're trying to figure it out. And Sabrina just looks up and sees a get immunized for your flu shot sign. And she's like, oh, maybe because we both had eldritch terrors inside of us, we're essentially immunized. And Roz is like, really? And she's like, I don't know. I'm not an expert. (laughs) Which, hilarious. I I thought that was so funny. And, like, it is the reason that we are left with. But, like, it was just like, I don't know. Does this matter? Let's just keep moving. I, I thought it was, right. that was a, This part's great. not fun. It was a yeah, weird moment exactly. because I'm like, are they saying, like, don't get flu shots? They're like, hey, well, since we didn't get a flu shot, we're not affected. I was like, what is the message? No, here? no, no, no. No. What, they, no. what they were saying was, like how a flu shot vaccinates you, they had eldritch terrors inside of them. Remember that, uh, oh, my gosh, Roz read the uninvited, right? Mm-hmm. Or yep. Uh, read the uninvited, and touched, then Sabrina had the uh, yeah. I remember. I remember that stuff. Yeah, it's right. like uh, it, it, they're because they had them. They touched them. They have the antibodies built up in their uh, in their system, so they're not affected by this elder's terror. Yeah. However, it was pretty clear later on that Ambrose is an anti-vaxer, and it was weird 100%. that they put that speech in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got watching this. I was like, "Who? This feels so topical by accident." Yeah. There you go. Good job, show that was filmed almost a year ago. That's the thing, though. I felt like at times it was too aggressive. Um, I understand what they were trying to do and who they were portraying, but that's when I got like real, real kind of skeeved out. Well, and I think the scene we're about to talk about here is probably I'm hoping the, we can just the hardest one to it. watch. Is the one in the classroom um, after Sabrina dips into disguise, and then they're in in class. No one's the wiser that this. Strange new out of town or is just chill, has her own desk in the class. She's uh, chilling there. Wardwell's teaching. Uh, Why lessons. would she stay? Because she's got to help solve the problem. It's Run also her school. To your auntie's house, like, don't stay in school where all the fucking Nazi kids Wait, are. So your, your message is don't stay in school, Pete? That's right. That is, <laughs> that is aggressive. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure she's chilling because it's her adventures of Serena. <laughs> oh, cool. Very true. That wow. whole thing is being chill. Uh, that's that's got to be Kira Shifter's real hair, right? Like she took off her wig or something. Yeah, because they said bad hair guy. Uh, they, so is it burn? You think that they were burned? The writers were burning uh, Kieran and Shipka? 
No, I don't know. No, I think that's like probably her regular hair. There's the, yeah. I assume she wears a wig, so she took it off, which I thought was fun. I I always like little winks like that. Uh, so yeah, we find out Harvey is a fascist. Uh, we get Miss Wardwell teaching the class. Um, it's Blackwood's birthday. He enters, addresses the classes. There's a witch, accuses Robin, and Robin's like, I'm not a witch. I'm a hobgoblin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which doesn't seem away. to solve the problem. Yeah, no. and then they take Theo instead, who gets dragged away. And then he brings in one of the witches, and forgetting which one this is, which witch is which. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he uh, basically terrifies the whole school, but we get everything laid out really nicely. And then... then uh, one thing is- on that, I thought it was very funny that they were like... Well, it's Blackwood's birthday, and there's no better thing to do on your birthday than visit your old high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what well, I do every year. This is a pissy, small, dumb plan, which feels very consistent with Blackwood, I think. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just limited. He does not have a big enough scope, and that really plays out here in terms of what he wants out of being emperor. And I appreciate that they've made him sort of. Dumb. He's like a, a dumb villain who just craves mm-hmm. power for power's sake and doesn't have any actual goals besides, mm-hmm. I'm emperor now. And he's like, I better get Sabrina. She's foiled me before. <laughs> but then he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, witches are bad. But he's like, but I'm a witch. I'm a warlock. It's it's funny how like how simplistic. It's like a, what a 10-year-old would do if they had the yeah. power. Yeah. So at this point, I feel like Sabrina makes a good move and then a series of absolutely stupid, very classic Sabrina moves. The good move is going to find Ambrose. They go to find Ambrose. He has uh, completely fallen under his spell as well. He's trying to leave town, even though they're told that the, everything outside the town is destroyed. But then Roz says, I'm going to try to talk to Harvey. There's got to be good in him somewhere. And Sabrina says, you know what? I'm going to go to school and talk to my ads. Yeah. Well, Which, the uh, weird part is she says Auntie Z instead of mm-hmm. Hilda. Hilda's a nicer one, the one that's going to be like, why would you go to the one who is strict and stern? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But Zelda's the decision maker. She's always the one who sort of uh, is the A personality in charge and has the power. So it would make sense to go. There first, and no, Hilda's like, often like, "I need to make cake for the restaurant." Yeah, have a cake break, <laughs> be chill. It it just feels like they spent a lot of time saying, "Okay, we're in a parallel universe. We know how this works. This is a fascist society. We get this. We've seen shows before. Now let's make the stupidest decisions possible." And I don't yeah. know why I'm able. I think I'm able to give Roz a little bit of a slide there because. She's absolutely right. If anybody was going to be the same in both universes, it's Harvey, right? But Sabrina uh, yeah. just revealing herself to Zelda and yeah. everything. Uh, I would I like to back up the truck for a second and talk about Ambrose because it was funny seeing Ambrose kind of being like, I'm getting out of here, you know, like packing up the hearse. By the way, sweet hearse. We got some nice shots of that. We got the grill. It looked like it was an old Cadillac. Man, that thing is sweet. Oh. Pete, do you would you drive a hearse around if you had the chance? It was a caddy, yeah, no question. Nice, <laughs> no, <laughs> no question, not, <laughs> no question, no question. Okay, uh, we're going to tell you that there's just dead bodies stuffed in the back. Yeah, no coffins, just packed tight in and there. And let, let's just say I don't want to talk about it anymore because <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> <laughs> a few uh, like early, like a month ago, is what I'm talking about. 
so as mentioned in this parallel universe, uh, she heads over to the school. It's now an art school, kind of, probably secretly a witch school. Uh, but Nick is there, introduces himself oh, to her, man. really likes her, yes. giving us a teaser. Meet of what's cute. Coming they the run the into episode. each other. It was a freaking meet cute all over again. God, if we can just keep getting parallel dimensions where Nick and Sabrina are meeting over and over again. Hey, speaking of uh, meet cutes, how's your McRib doing, Pete? (laughs) It's gone. It was so good. Wow. It's crazy how you're able to eat that in silence, I guess because it's just mush. (laughs) (laughs) Delicious. Eating oatmeal. Delicious mush. Oh, man, they should sell, sell that as a milkshake, basically. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. Uh, so she goes to the school. As mentioned, she meets Nick, uh, introduces herself to Zelda, reveals herself, and actually is able to momentarily <clears throat> change Zelda's memory so she remembers who Sabrina is, but it doesn't really stick. Uh, and then we get a great sequence where Blackwood enters, uh, and they've been practicing, of course. You know, you said I a couple of episodes back, Pete, you were like, I am 16 going on 17. That's a real fascist song. No, if we're going to musical theater fascist songs, you're going to go to Tomorrow Belongs to Me from Cabaret, which is the most fascist song that is sung by fascists for fascism. But that was a a little foreshadowing because they did a Nazi reference to a Nazi play and then had the crazy Nazi uh, episode next and had singing in it. So that full circle shit right there. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything about the next episode, but I hear they have a musical number from Schindler's List, the musical. Oh <laughs> wow. Uh, everyone's been dying to see that that musical, especially <laughs> especially these days. I, I love a good list. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Schindler's Listicle? Uh, were you guys surprised that Melvin knows how to play the accordion? No, that was so Couldn't great. Mel- Melvin was killing it at the accordion. I have that in my notes. I'm so glad you brought that up. Amazing. So uh, I love that Sabrina literally says the words bad boy alert. Because once a bad boy, always a bad bad boys for life. Uh, Do you think uh, uh, that was us, right? That's our impact. That's, that's our impact. Mm-hmm. No way. The Absolutely. bad boy alert has been brought into the main canon of the show. She doesn't say I mean, bad we, boy been... alert. She just goes once a No, she says bad boy alert. <laughs> she says the she says the words bad boy. Believe me, when I hear those words, I have my own alert. And she says it, and we've been saying that since part one of this show. Check the T-shirts. <laughs> but it was kind of ridiculous. Sabrina did have a couple, like, ridiculous moments at the, like, uh, once a bad boy, always a bad boy, because Nick's not singing was hysterical. Very. And I love her karaoke spell. She, like, uh, gets him going. That was super cute. Now, there, I do want to talk about the scene that takes a place in the middle here where Roz talks to Harvey oh uh, my God. and tries to turn him, the, uh, which I thought was really good. Like, it was a very tense scene. The one thing that I wanted to talk about, though, is at the end of the scene, before she's about to leave, she talks back and gives a speech to Harvey um, about, like, being a good person and who he really is and everything. But there's this slow pushing two-shot on her, and a, a shot of her, and it's a, like a two-shot of her and a tin cat robot. Yep. Did you notice that? Yeah. That was weird. What was that? That's a little. I think he's a tin man from Wizard of Oz. He needs a. I think there's art. Oh, interesting, Harvey. So it's like a metaphor for who Harvey is. I was going to say they're in a throuple and they all have sex. Oh, the robot. (laughs) Oh well, that could be that. Clearly, it's probably that. But yeah, have you seen that tin can man's drawings? (laughs) Oh, very good. The perverse, erotic. Um, Erotic. So 
I really loved the, the way she kind of talked about their love. It was really moving the way uh, she talked about their first time and what they mean to each other. I thought it was very, very beautiful, moving speech. Yeah, I, I thought overall really good scene. Uh, and then after that, but uh, we get when he like what? grabs her, like oh that was awful. Like that's when I had to walk away. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one aspect we didn't really talk about is there's Knight's transformation with Prudence right at the beginning here. She jumps and then she turns into Father Blackwood's right hand man. Uh, she is uh, there with, in the school. They arrest Nick anyway. And this potentially is what spurs Zelda on to give Sabrina the secret info to track down Aunt Hilda in the very surprising place where she is, which is at Dr. C's. Um, so overall, <laughs> very cool. Uh, but then we get the big thing that we talked about earlier where Ambrose gets out of town, suddenly one, remembers everything. One more thing before that. Um, Sabrina yeah. speaks to the coven and she references... Um, Aunt uh, Aunt Zelda's dog Vinegar Tom. Oh, which yeah, uh, uh, which is a reference um, to a, a another play that I did in college, a Carol Churchill play called mm. Vinegar Tom about witches, and I played Packer the Witch Hunter. So that's two plays I did in college wow. that have now been referenced on this season of the show. I'm starting to think I'm the main character. Wow, <laughs> take it easy, guy. <laughs> Man, we'll uh, see, no, I guess we'll see what happens next episode. The, yeah. the dog speech was pretty amazing, though. It was, yes. It was. It was very sweet and it was very sad. Uh, back to the Ambrose thing, though. Uh, as mentioned, he encounters the trinket man. Uh, he but gets the stone that Kronos swallowed. He's in that sweet hearse, you know, just thinking about what he's going to do. What are you doing? You have McRib sickness is what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, he gets the stone. It's going to rely on the universe. He also finds out that the catch is if he goes back in Greendale well, about 30 seconds before he starts to forget everything. And that guy talks, point, like, he doesn't get to the point right away, so that's a problem. Yes. Yeah, he used up, when he eventually does come back, he uses up oh, a lot of time. Oh, my God, <laughs> so much time. I'm like, shut up! Just get to A me. lot of pausing oh. for effect. Yeah. Oh, wow, Sabrina uh, and Zelda and, then, and Hilda Innes and the Eldritch Terrors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are eight of them, and <laughs> yeah. well, what you need to know is I went outside of town, and, oh, one, 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 one. Anyway, he's great, though. Yeah. I know I'm making fun. He, he's good. He is amazing. He's very good. Uh, but to, Robin shows up. That's going to be the catch there. Uh, that's uh, how they're going to get back inside Robin quickly. Robin was running the whole time. Like, that's impressive. Nonstop. Yeah. That guy's very fast. He is a fast hobgoblin. Um, and uh, then Sabrina and Roz break into the back of Dr. C's where the resistance is going on. They find out Agatha is fine in this alternate reality. Yes. But Dorcas still dead and gone. Uh, I, I don't know about that, Alex. I think she was just completely forgotten. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if she's dead. She just could have been like, oh, what's this? It's like if you are, you know, there's a fly on your shoulder mm -hmm. and then it goes away. You're not like, where is that fly? Do you know what? I bet she's just biding her time. Mm. Yeah. For what? She's going to have a, I, gonna I, have I, a uh, Gandalf the White moment come back and... I come back to you now with the turn of the tide. Yeah, that's yes. she is going to be running all of hell. It's going to be amazing season finale, end of the whole show, Dorcas return. Thou shalt not pass over me appearing <laughs> in the background of these shots. <laughs> 
so yeah, Agatha is fine. Uh, they reveal. Uh, I think we kind of knew this, but it's nice to hear it out loud that Blackwood is immortal and impotent. Uh, not impotent, probably, but omnipotent. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Were you saying that you're impotent? Yeah. What's uh, happening? What? No. I think that's what you, no. you said. I'm impotent. Yeah, that's what you said, Listen, man. I'm out there every day getting all oiled up and slatted around the bases. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> that's true. That's not what sex is. Just a sidebar. But we can talk. He about knows. That. He has two kids. <laughs> yeah. Both. Yes. Both. Uh, <laughs> Conceived on a baseball diamond. Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, so back to this, though. Uh, they, Ambrose enters, breaks everything down, uh, and then we get a fun moment where Hilda realizes what she can do is make stone soup for everybody. Um, so great. she does that, uh, only puts lemon and ginger in it, which is a waste of a stone soup. Yep. That's not how you That's do that not, thing. I mean, where is the, no. come on. And, and yeah, you want some, it's more of a broth. Yeah. Right. It's more of a tea. She basically made stone tea, yep. honestly. Yeah. That's so call it what it is. Uh, but everybody has it. Sabrina takes them to the school and frees everybody of mine there. So basically everybody remembers what's going on. Um, love this, how the entire coven is there for Blackwood's birthday, but they all remember pretty much. And they're all about to take the fight to him. Uh, meanwhile, though, before that happens, uh, uh, Roz gets taken away and it turns out Harvey is kind of good. He only He's takes her. Good. He's medium good. He's good for this alternate reality. Uh, and then we get a really fun sequence. Father Blackwood preaching to everybody. They're piling stones on top of Nick. Sabrina yes. reveals oh, herself. Oh, my God. And oh, destroys the very imp. Very fun. Except it's not the imp. Wait, it's wait, a wait, wait, wait. Back up. You got to talk yes. about the whole, like, Nick has his shirt off. They're piling yeah. stones. And then Sabrina's like, no. Well, because they were like, let's put stones on him, but he can't bear the weight of this T-shirt. Let's take the T-shirt off, and we'll just put the stones, give him the full Giles Corey treatment right out of the crucible. We're, mm-hmm. we're hitting. I love the use of uh, mm-hmm. plays mm-hmm. in this show. And Listen, man, Broadway's closed, but we still got Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. And 100%. So Nick uh, is like, you know, I could take uh, more weight than that. And Sabrina's like, oh, I... Oh, I know you can. And then it's just too much. And Ross is like, are you really hitting on your ex-boyfriend? And she's like, it doesn't count. I couldn't believe they did. They, I couldn't believe they had that 10-minute sex scene right there. Right there. The there. The they couldn't control themselves. You, Nick and the Stones, you mean, right? Yeah, Nick and the Stones. Um, maybe I just imagined them just stopping the action and just having intimate, but still wild, uh, mm-hmm. sex right there in front of everyone. Yeah. Also, you can take the weight. I don't think Kiernan Shipka weighs as much as all of those dudes. Yep. I'm just going to say that. Wow, and, interesting. And then uh, Nick was like, hot friend. Like, wow, that was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. A lot of stuff going on there. Uh, but as said, they destroy the imp. They realize that is actually a fake imp. Um, so they bind Father Blackwood, calm down his dog, which is a fun little Oh, moment. yeah, they uh, give him and- a bone and he's just super chill. Yes, and they realize that the imp is probably at the safe back at Dorian, so Robin runs back there, super speed. All the combinations. Takes it back. Uh, They uh, destroy the imp again, but it's another fake imp. Yeah. Uh, And at which point they realize that the dog, the dog is the imp, I think. The dog ate the imp. I think he says, um, uh, I think Sabrina says, oh, the imp is something that no one would ever want to touch. So his Mm -hmm. dog. Yeah. Who doesn't want uh, to pet a dog? 
don't know. Good question. It's kind of a mean dog, though. I thought it was. Yes, it's a mean dog. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, the, they reverse the dog. The witch on the kind of like collar. I thought that was going to be the imp. Hmm. Uh, where do you think he got all these imps? Did, was the tinker like, all right, I'll give you this this one, and then you were included in that package is yeah. several fakes and mm-hmm. a little puppy. The there is nothing more perverted than having a bunch of tiny statues. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Uh, so everything reverses, at which point Prudence finishes her jump, impales Blackwood. It's all back to normal. Uh, Harvey gives a very sweet thing uh, that I think we talked about earlier uh, to Roz, where he says he freaked out because he loves her. Uh, and then Sabrina gets up and gives a big speech about how they're going to run on a we're teen witches platform uh, because witches yep. are unapologetic and feminist and awesome, uh, which is crazy decision. I thought it was very fun and funny and they made it work within the continuity of the show. But it, like, it felt like the reality of what was going on on the show was stretching very thin at that moment to me. I agree with you, but I, I love the move because this mm-hmm. finally puts Sabrina and Roz back together. Her Her becoming a witch is sort of like setting them up, but this episode really brought them as like sort of the core friends for this show, which I think this this season has been all about Sabrina being isolated, so we get a big move there with that. And also I think this episode showed that Harvey and Sabrina, no thing. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this was, you know, really about like being woke and kind of like, uh, being on the right side of history as this show talked about like numerous times. And that's like, it was just all kind of a big metaphor for that. But the speech was nice. I just wish a little bit more of Roz would say some of these things just because it would be a little bit more powerful that way. But instead of Sabrina, but I, I loved, I agree with Justin. I love the, where it ended with the two of them together. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Oh, with uh, Roz and yeah, Sabrina. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, was that uh, Vinegar Tom in the background? Yeah, sorry. My dog uh, wanted to um, just enjoy the theatrical references we were making. Yeah, sure, just sure. toss, a, toss a McRib over there, see what happens. And just Harvey's slush on down his mouth. Harvey's apology was nice as well. I thought that was really cool. Uh, so last two things that happened. Uh, they've chopped off Father Blackwood's head. Since he's immortal, they're just going to keep him there on a plate. Uh, in the prison cell or whatever you want to call it. And the last thing, this is huge. We finally get the Riverdale crossover. Yep. Veronica Lodge comes in. Her hair's a little shorter. She looks a little bit different. <laughs> but she comes in, walks up to Sabrina and says, Sabrina Spellman, wear M game. And that's huge. I wouldn't have expected that, but it was great to see Veronica again. Uh, and I'm curious to see what will happen next. Alex, I think you have a case of the um, of Riverdale withdrawal. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing Veronica everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, it's Nick. He's but he says Veronica Lodge's catchphrase. He says Sabrina Spellman, we're end game. Yeah. Uh, I, no, you're not into it, Pete. I thought I thought that was a little like mm, you know like I don't know a little eye roll, but I like the fact that they were uh, Nick and Sabrina. After this episode, they, you can tell that they're clearly the, the ones for each other. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, I thought this was great. Very excited. I mean, I don't know. I'm curious if it means what it will mean um, because it doesn't feel like that's necessarily true. But the fact that Nick is sort of coming for her, I think, um, will be a fun episode to watch. Uh, I would. I agree. Oh, go ahead. 
No, I was just here to say I agree. Cool. That was it. Um, but I did like the Prudence transformation was fun. The double sword thing she had on her back was pretty badass. That was pretty yeah. fun. Before we wrap up here, which which reigns supreme this episode, Pete? Well, I, Prudence because she had two swords. The car. Which one? Are you well, it's gonna, gonna go be for? tough. I want to do say the hearse yeah. is pretty sweet. Um, uh, but no, I do like Prudence because like uh, I thought she was the only one who didn't really make me furious this episode. It was hard to see people we care for act so differently in this episode. So I felt like uh, Prudence uh, was a badass and I liked her transformation. Her new look was cool. Justin, what about you? Tough call, but um, you know I got to give it up for that Nick Scratch fever (laughs) uh, because – what an episode. He's coming in. He's got his swagger back. He gets to throw the shirt off. Take the stones. Take the stones right to the pecs. And I'll tell you what, those stones were on there, and when they hit those pec muscles, the stones ended up being the loser. I'm going to give it up for the Trinket Man this episode. I just love me some of wow. James Urbaniak. Uh, it is a weird character. He brings such a weird, fun energy to absolutely everything that he's in. And it's definitely something where it comes in, and I want to know more about this character and what's going on with him, even though he's a tidy part of the episode. So it's fun. Bring on the chilling adventures of the Trinket Man. If you'd like to support our show and other shows, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about chilling adventures of Sabrina. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show socially at Riverdale After, at Riverdale Dark on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep sliding around those beasts. Oh boy, wow. <laughs> Gross. Pete, I ordered you another dozen McRibs and we're not leaving until you eat every single that was, Well, it'll take five minutes. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.